Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. It's Thursday. That means it's the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions about the Bible, questions about church, questions about stuff going on in your life, and especially today, any question you might have for Paula, all you have to do is call us, dial 210-340-9585, that's 340-9585, if you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877 877- 630-KSLR numerically at 630-5757 you can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app and get questions to us that way if you are driving in your car the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen, and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, it's been three weeks since we've been together here on the program, so I think I'm just going to say, Paula, it's yours, and I'll just kind of watch you talk. <laughs> uh, I hope I don't talk in my sleep, right? Because the way it sounds, she got a lot to say. <laughs> You don't talk in your sleep. You just kind of make these cute noises. Okay. That's kind of nice. Yeah, so it's, it's okay. But really, I, I don't talk that much when I'm at home. Hardly ever, right? That's because nobody's there with you. No, I just don't talk that much. I just don't think I talk that much. So anyway, you were saying yesterday on the radio, she's going to have a lot to say. I'm like, oh, my goodness, Lord, you want to help me because I, <laughs> what am I going to say? Anyways, one of the ladies was trying to help me last night. You went on vacation. Talk about your vacation. I was like, well, okay, but he already talked about the vacation. But, yeah. So, anyway. for You didn't eat a donut every day. No, no, because <laughs> I couldn't find a gluten-free one, because if I would have, I might have. You did, go, you did go to the street fair, and there was plenty of gluten-free desserts oh, yeah. and stuff. I had fudge and a lemon bar, but my downfall was Rocky Road ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a couple of times my mind made up. I was like, no, I'm not getting any, even if Ron goes there. And then you went there, and I was like, well, okay, I'll just have one scoop. But I told the lady, make it a big one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Paula, it's been clear all day that we're still sort of in our brains on vacation because you were talking about sea bass earlier today. Mm-hmm. We have a place that we get sea bass out there. And just before you dropped me off here to, to get ready for the program, you said, now, i got rehearsal tonight, mm-hmm. so worship rehearsal, so, so be thinking about what you're going to eat so you know what, you want, what you're going to eat for dinner. Yeah. And I told you, I decided sea bass. I want sea bass. <laughs> it is so good at that place. <laughs> if you're in Southern California, if you're in the San Diego area, <laughs> Pelly's in Carlsbad has the best sea bass yeah. ever. I yeah. mean, it's just really, really good. And it just, like, is out of the ocean for a few minutes before he gets to your table That's there. Right. And people and, want to know how to spell it. P-E-L-L-Y apostrophe S. Because <laughs> other people say, is it I-E-S or whatever? No, it's P-E-L-L-Y apostrophe S. Pellies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you won't go wrong. And it's, obviously, 
or evidently it's a Christian place because when you walk in, they have Bibles. Yeah, that's the. I asked about that this time. Okay. I, in fact, I thanked the lady there. I said, "Thank you for having Bibles when uh-huh. you go in." Yeah. And, to give away. And she looked at me, and she's always kidding with us. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been going there for so many years yeah. now that she kind of knows this. Mm-hmm. And she she looked at me, and she goes, "Oh, that's the owner's wife." She wants to make sure everybody has a Bible. Yeah. I said, well, you tell her thank you for me. That's you a know. wonderful thing to do. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So about our vacation, it was great, but it went kind of quick. Um, <laughs> Doesn't it seem like it was a long time ago now? It does. And before we got out of bed this morning, you're talking about the sea bass. That's how it came up. Before we got out of bed this morning, I looked at you and I said, you know, the whole time we were there, I never had sea bass one time. And I was kind of upset with myself, you know. I mean, I ate, I ate California. Only thing I didn't, eat, <laughs> only thing I didn't eat was the sea bass. But uh, there's always, you know, the next time. Well, I told the church I gained six pounds on vacation, <laughs> and I don't typically eat like that. Yeah. And I didn't eat a lot, but I ate the wrong. You just stuff. ate wrong. I yeah. don't eat a donut. Yeah. I just, I yeah. just. Oh well. My my mistake was getting a donut the first day we were there. Mm-hmm. And just barely off the airplane. Give me Go, to <laughs> Go straight there. They have a couple of really good donut shops there. That, 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 that it's not like here. That I can't find a good donut place here. But uh, and it's a good thing I can't find a good donut place here. <laughs> evidently, don't send yeah. me looking because yeah. you know I'll yeah. find one yeah. for you. But and and uh, uh, so the very first day we're, we're there, stop at the donut place. <laughs> so got a donut, and that's all I wanted to eat every day. Yeah. And then, see, the thing is, Pastor Ron. Sea bass is better with a donut for dessert. You know it is. But that first day, you just got one donut. I'm not going to tell on you, but after that, I don't know if it was just one, right? Well, the second day, it was two. (laughs) 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 So Hey, it's okay. Yeah, I had... uh, Lots of Rocky Road ice cream. Well, it'll take me it'll take me ten days, but I'll get those six pounds off. And yeah, yeah. We're working on her. We're, we're back there actually. So you know. Yeah, I know. Okay, so what else? Okay, so you were talking about um, sweet summer devotions yesterday, and I really appreciated that uh, very much. Michelle did an outstanding job, and I she hit, I think, every woman, every woman's there. Everybody got hit somewhere. Either you were abandoned as a child or even maybe as an adult. Um, You were the abandoner of your child or your family in some way, shape, or form. Um, You were uh, not a very nice person to your husband and or you're not a very nice person to your kids. She hit hit all of of those. And... um, Man, and she's such a sweet girl. Nobody would ever uh, imagine that's that's the struggle that she's been through. Yeah. But I, I saw her last night in in person, mm-hmm. and I, I got close to her and Josh and said, "I just thank you guys for being so honest and open, and mm-hmm. and what a blessing it was, mm-hmm. and and in the way that only she could. This is this is just wonderful humility." She said, "She said." Oh, Pastor Ron, I was scared. I don't want people to know how really wicked I am. And uh, I just thought, oh, what a heart this girl's got. But, you know, one of the things that really struck me is she 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 was raised in a home where uh, her biological father deserted her her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't find out the reason why for a while, but, but deserted. And, and she carried into her marriage this idea that that's what men do. So when she got married to Josh... And before even she was married to Josh, she just figured, well, at some point he's going to leave me. Mm-hmm. So that just sort of led her to sabotaging the marriage. Yeah. And she became the divisive um, element in the marriage because she thought, well, he's going to leave me anyway. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what men do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and she was trying to protect herself in some perverse way. Yeah. But, but that's so true. We bring our garbage with us yeah. um, even when we get saved. You know, the old is gone, the new has come. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we have a hard time believing that. Yeah. And uh, she really worked hard to sabotage your marriage. And yeah. God was stronger than she was. Yeah. It, you know, the Second Corinthians 5.17, you're talking about having a hard time believing it um, about other people. It's a hard thing to believe about yourself. And that was addressed. You guys need to come to the Q&A. That's all I'm saying. You know, the the teaching was amazing and incredible. It always is. But the question and answer afterwards, you should hear the questions that are asked 
Because the Holy Spirit, as you said, was just convicting everybody. Yeah. I mean, Ron, there were, you know, I, I, I guess I'm a boo-hoo crier when I'm really in pain. But, um, you know, you can cry some tears and just out of sorrow or something. But there were boo-hoo crying. Um, and, you know me, if somebody cries, I'm going to cry with them. <laughs> you know, they're hurting, I'm hurting too. And it was just an amazing thing. But you can feel the Holy Spirit saying, don't worry, baby. You, you're con- you've con- been convicted. And now you're confessing and repenting and you're turning away because Michelle gave you the guideline of how to no longer be angry and bitter. She gave the guideline how to be a forgiver, whether somebody forgives you or not. I mean, she, the Holy Spirit was, and she had told me, oh, Mama Paula, no, you know, I I don't talk in front of people. (laughs) I was like, well, you can say no to me, but, you know, whatever. Gotta pray. Yeah. And so most of the people say, how are you going to say no to Mama Paula? But it's not me they're saying yes or no to. The Lord is the one who has said tap, tap, tap on the shoulder. Your time is, is now. And, man, what we would have missed had Michelle said no. And the, the fact that a lot of people, we have a really good crowd here, but there could be a lot more. Um, but the fact that people might just stay home and just listen online and if you can't get here that's one thing but if you can you need to because the question and answer the discussion and the prayer time afterward is just the best so yeah the the holy spirit is working i mean this is so mm-hmm. clearly designed by the lord for that purpose and in that environment you know one of the the things that so blessed me about Michelle and and this is what happens when people are when they're in the word and when they're taught the word mm-hmm. um, she just got to a point where the conviction of the Holy Spirit was so heavy on her that she she went out with the Lord and she said uh, basically uh, Lord why am I being mean why am I causing pain mm-hmm. to my family why am I yelling mm-hmm. at my children I, I didn't ever want to be in a home like that and that was the way I was raised and I don't want to be like that and and the Lord just spoke to her heart and said, uh, and did it through Scripture, in your anger do not sin. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she realized that that meant she had to channel that anger differently and respond to it uh, in the spirit as opposed to in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And she just made that choice. Yeah. She she went to her husband and apologized to him and said, I'm not going to hurt you again. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the obedience that the, the power of the Holy Spirit just waits for. Mm-hmm. And then that power comes over you. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, I was laughing. And uh, <coughs> she's so cute because um, though she had a rough upbringing, she still, this happens every single time, she still knew that the Lord was with her the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Because she remembers, uh, you know, it started out with her mom having been diagnosed with stage four cancer, and but they knew to pray every day. She knew to pray every day that God was real, and she knew to pray anyway. So mom is miraculously, they said she's going to live six months. Well, six months came and gone, and mom's still alive, and she's still alive to this day. And that was many, many years ago. They, they said she had six months, right? Is they that, said she yeah. had six months, yeah. And the six months came and gone. And, and when she went back to the doctor and they did all the tests that they had done before, and hey, there's no cancer. Michelle knew that that was God who had touched her mom. So, But um, that was 2006 or seven. Anyway, Michelle, not even a believer, says, you know what? God, God is real. He heard me. So I've always wanted to be married, and so I'm going to pray. She just knew to pray. I want a husband who's tall, um, handsome, blue eyes, not an alcoholic, not a womanizer, and not abusive. And she prayed that every single night. (laughs) (laughs) And she got Josh. And she got Josh. You know? That's like you. You were praying for Tall, Dark, and Denzel, and I'm the one that showed up. Well, actually, I wasn't really praying. I was just looking because I didn't know really to pray. Had I been praying, <laughs> um, the Lord would have redirected. He said, well, he probably would have said, well, <laughs> just wait. You know, I will bring you 
handsome, but the tall and the dark, well, uh, not so much. <laughs> I always say you got you, you were looking for tall, dark, and then Zell, and you ended up with short, dumpy, and, and white. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, God knows what's best. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one for life, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So she, to be so specific in her prayer and praying by faith and believing, uh, you know, she prayed several things, and as in the Q&A, more information came out, and how she looked back and said, God, you answered all my prayers. And, and you know, I, and there's some things that you can't share over the airwaves because she didn't want them shared over the airwaves. That's the Q&A part. So it's more intimate. It's more, um, uh, it's just personal. And the answers, the questions that other people ask, this personal, personal room with several hundred women. <laughs> yeah, but we know that um, it's not something we go out and just, yeah. you know. And she was very honorable, honoring uh, both to Josh and to, you know, her family that the questions were asked about. Um, and, and everybody can really seriously glean. That's why the Lord says, don't forsake the assembling together, saints, as some are in the habit of doing. Because you get to glean from this young if you watched it, and you watched her, mm-hmm. um, you can tell when her face would go down and she was kind of sad or maybe a little bit ashamed. But it was like the Holy Spirit would lift her face up and say, that's not you anymore. And that smile, yeah. oh, my goodness, the joy of the Lord, just the Holy Spirit living in her and through her just touched us all. Yeah, in the, I don't know, 10, 12 years she'd been doing Sweet Summer Devotions, however long it is, mm-hmm. that was one of the the top ones that we've ever had. Absolutely. Done. It was just, just spectacular. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So um, she just, she was so funny because she said, uh, she she had told Josh, hey, look, you always read, read Christian books, but uh, <laughs> you need to read the Bible. You know, and later in her testimony, she had stopped reading Christian, I mean, the Bible, and started reading Christian books. And it was like the Lord said, put that down. You know, get back to my word. But that's how we are. We forget, you know, how good our Lord is. And so well, we like the, the books because the books give us goosebumps, but don't convict us. And the, and the Word of God is living and active, and mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to slice and dice wherever you are. It'll never fail if you'll open your heart yeah. to convict you so that you can get back on the right path. Yeah, yeah. The books are kind of like cliff notes, you know. We mm. it, it Sometimes you know, but bo- books get a little bit of information, yeah. but it's not the Holy Spirit who books. Books are sold by being warm and fuzzy <laughs> and feel-goody. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know the Bible doesn't care about that. You know when when uh, you open the Word of God and you're sinning, and the Bible says stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's nothing right. goosebumpy about that yeah, at all. No, but yeah, yeah I I enjoyed uh, the, her her presentation. Yeah. Um, wonderfully, her heart, as I said earlier, so humble, yeah. and um, uh, you could tell she was honestly embarrassed that she had to reveal those things about herself. Mm-hmm. But th- there, there was nothing that was revealed that wouldn't just elevate um, her and Josh uh, in, in, in the eyes of anyone who was there to, to observe. Yeah. You know what was one of the cutest things? When she said, on, Pastor Ron said this, on 10-25-2020, <laughs> she said, he said, today you can choose not to argue again. She wrote it down, went home, and told Josh that and wanted him to agree. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so on 1025, she just... That, that's a pastor's dream. Somebody actually says, okay. Yeah. I wrote the note down. He said it. Let me see if it's true. And, yeah. okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's confirmation right there, Pastor Ron, that somebody listens to you. Yeah. <laughs> At least Michelle did. So, yeah, anyway, it was... It was just wonderful, and anybody who hasn't seen it should go. And CalvarySA.com. Yeah. She was not a very nice mom to her daughter, but she asked her daughter, Do you remember mommy being mean to you? And the daughter, this is just the Holy Spirit who wipes the brain um, when you conf- confess and repent and begin to live your Second Corinthians five seventeen life. The her daughter said, No, Mom, I don't. 
That's that's the Lord. That's the Lord. You forget I asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like the little girl could have said, why? What'd you do? <laughs> uh, never mind. If you don't remember, we don't need to rehash that. Yeah, that's good. I, I just thought it was so specific to so many people's lives that uh, the Holy Spirit is going to be using that for a very, very long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. Sweet Summer Devotions. Next one up is uh, Trisha Lucas. And man... There, see, that's the thing. I, I, I don't know what they're going to say, but I'm never disappointed. Now, Trisha is a genius. She's smart, you know, um, book learned. Uh, just, She's a college professor. Yeah, yeah. I just, let me get my, get my pen and my paper ready because I'm going to learn something. <laughs> but um, I asked her, you know, after church Sunday or in the restroom between services, I said, are you ready? She says, uh, do I have a choice? <laughs> Doesn't matter if I am or not. But I'm looking forward to what she has to say. And seriously, ladies, don't miss the sweet summer devotions. And bring your husband and your kids. Because we, you know, we men study and you study is going yeah. on at the same time on Monday yeah. nights. And people get saved. Yeah. You know, and the, the, the best thing is if your husband comes and you, you know, you have something in the car to talk about on the way home because his study and your study yeah. and. It's just an awesome thing. Paul, we've got a call, but before we go there, I want to I want to give a shout-out to Pat Spence. Okay. Um, Pat, we love you. We miss you. We, 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 we're praying for your re- complete recovery uh, from the accident, and um, our, our hearts are with you at this very moment. We, we mm-hmm. miss you so much. Mm-hmm. So get well as quickly as you can and mm-hmm. get back to us. Let's go to line one and take a call from Jeff from San Antonio. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, hey, hey. Mama Paula. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Senior Jeff. I have, to, I have to admit, I ate at least one donut every day while y'all are gone just to keep my nerves calm <laughs> y'all being gone yeah, yeah and, and see you're, you're probably the only one who didn't comment on me having gained weight yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> did y'all ever like have you ever like binge watched like television like those marathons like for example like like all day three stooges all day or or Star Trek, monk. or maybe not Three Stooges. I don't monk, know. Yeah. yeah, Monk, the monk. show Monk. Oh, Monk. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite show. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I have I have an addiction. I think I might need some counseling with. Um, <laughs> last night, last night I listened to six different Sweet Summer Devotions. Oh six. my! Good for you. And I don't know, I don't know how bad that is, but it was. I could not sleep. I mean, one is enough or two, but then listen to six. I was like, whoa. And I'm like, all these women are part of Calvary San Antonio? Oh, I mean, yep. I mean, you don't, the greatest, I mean, I think the only other soap opera that's in any greater than any of those stories is the Bible itself. I mean, some of those testimonies were just, you know, you just like, your, my, your jaw's on the ground. <laughs> but so I, I went back to last year because I had I had never listened to them before, and it was, yeah. uh, and I went back to last year, and the first one was was Brielle, and I'm like, mm. Brielle, th- that's not Sam's daughter, is it? And then <laughs> I then I connected it at the end when she said, "My dad, who makes the announcements." I'm like, "Oh man, you've got to be kidding me!" Mm. Wow. Yeah. And then from her to to, to Leanna, and mm-hmm. Stephanie, and. And Raina and Ronnie, and then I skip to the end and listen to Tanya. But I'm just telling you, I don't know if that's if I'm supposed to be doing that. But I just can't get enough of those stories. Those are so yeah. they are such a blessing. Monday at ten o'clock, Jeff. We'll have a counselor here for you. Okay, good. Thank you. God bless you, man. Thank you for calling. You too. Appreciate Bye-bye. it a bunch. Yeah, Sam saying with donuts. Yeah. So you're gonna be all right. <laughs> Uh, Paula, we are, I don't know where we are. We're, we're at two minutes for mm-hmm. this part of the half. So why don't you fill those two minutes and then we'll get back to whatever else is important on the other side of the break. You know, I'm, I'm encouraged by by men who, like while we were gone, Jeff, like, listened to the parenting series. I don't even know if he has kids at home. I don't even know if he has kids, period. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, you know, you always need to be ready. 
um, but that he would talk about listening to just a bunch of ladies sharing their testimonies. You know, we have a lot of men who, who I know listen to the Sweet Summer Devotions as well. But to um, listen and learn from others, not just Pastor Ron or any of our other pastors, but to, to see the work that the Lord has done. And mm-hmm. for him to say, all those ladies go to Calvary Chapel, San Antonio. Um, yeah, praise the Lord. They're listening, just like Michelle did. Yeah. Oh, you can choose not to argue again, you know? <laughs> you know, except that uh, Sweet Summer Devotions is one that's known by now. We could call this series, and such were some of you. Absolutely. Because uh, this this demonstrates the active power of the Holy Spirit in people's lives to change. And yeah. and when we, when we understand that that power is available to each and every one of us every single yeah. day, yeah. Um, it should be all that we need. Mm-hmm. Well, there is the music, which means we're down to 30 minutes left in the date day edition of the program. We'd love your live calls and questions. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the word to stand up for life. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Paula, what's next? Well, um, I'm going to share this possibly with uh, the ladies in August because... You know, if the Sweet Summer Devotions is over, we'll have a, a break before we start our, our fall. But um, while I was on while I was on vacation, while we were on vacation, and I was by myself with my first husband, um, he was kind of instructing me to um, not so much minister to people to fix them, but to make sure they know that they're loved. And so um, as you were doing the after summer vacation message and you mentioned about the the sticky, oh, that was... That smell? Yeah, that smell. And just that horrible stench. I, I was thinking, the Lord, when you told me the next day that you smelled it again, I was thinking, Jesus really loves me more. Because <laughs> I did not get that. But as you were talking about it, it all came back. And, you know, I was thinking, the Lord, there too, that we wore tennis shoes. Because had I had <laughs> flip-flops on... That shoe would have stuck in my foot with a mark. Maybe hit that. Anyway, that that stinky aroma of that of that elevator, but the fact that we have feet that bring the good news, and that we are the sweet aroma of Christ, and how you were saying we are to be more proactive in sharing our faith, um, because this stinky world needs sweetness poured on it um yesterday i was we were we were out and um you know i saw some people that just looked you know you you see the lost the hurting the broken the needy the confused um they were all there and in some cases the lost hurting the hungry broken needy confused fearful they were all there and some of it was in one person Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, you said to um, fan into flame our gifts. And I know one of my gifts is um, encouragement. Another one of my gifts is just loving people. You know, I don't really care too much what they look like. Every once in a while, my lip will go up. But the Lord will say, don't look at them as, quote, unquote, those people. Um, those are my people. You know, I want you to look at them as possible brother and sister instead of looking at like what are they why are they like that you know kind of a thing and so as I'm looking at these lost hurting hungry broken needy confused people it's like the Lord said what I tell you to do just go love on them and man what a privilege that is um, to be able to instead of um, my normal flesh self 
would have said, I'm not going over there. I'm not going to talk to him. I'm not going to touch him for sure. Um, and yet, to know the love of the Lord for people. Um, I just looked at a couple of faces, Ron, and you could see the hurt. Um, the family was so split. And, and the Lord was using me to kind of say, he cares about you. He cares about you. I, where you're, you're the way you are. I mean, I could hear the, the Holy Spirit saying, the way they are is a reason. There's a reason why they're like this, why they look like this. And the Lord was saying, just love them for me. And it was just a privilege to do so. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all you can do at times not to look at them and say, what happened to you? Because they're so broken. Yeah. And that's what this world does. It breaks people. And the world is getting angrier and angrier toward God. Um, um, Paul said this is the way things are going to be in the, in the last days. Um, but, but we have the answer. And, and if we're unwilling to share, if we're unwilling to sort of set aside our discomfort to win somebody, once, once you can step outside your comfort zone, Jesus says, okay, I'll use you. And the opportunities will be there. You know, if you're, if you're, um, um, if you're a doctor, by definition, you're going to be around sick people. Yeah. Well, we have the good news, the healing news. And by definition, if we're willing to be used by the Lord, we're going to be around sick people, hurting people. Yeah. And um, we've, we've got to be willing to step outside of ourselves and say, um, something happened to those people. And, and I'm going to pray that something new will happen mm-hmm. that can fix all of it because that's what the redeeming power yeah. of Jesus Christ will, will do. Yeah. You know, everybody's looking for love. Everybody is. Even a, a man who was there who looked decent, he had a, 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 a position He's looking for his forever love, um, but everybody's looking for love. But they're looking for love, and he confessed that looking for love in too many faces and in all the wrong places. Love, respect, um, is only found in Jesus Christ. And so, you said to continue sharing your faith and hunger for the Lord's power to experience it in our lives. And I was able to experience his power moving me and speaking through me. It was a really kind of a, a cool thing, and I knew it was him who's at work. Yeah, I, I was especially proud of you yesterday when you told that man. You said, you know, if you're looking in all the wrong places, look, look, find a, find a church girl. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where you're going to find somebody who loves Jesus. And he says, "Oh no, I've been down that road before." Mm-hmm. And and you said, "No, no, no, that's not that's not God's fault. Mm-hmm. You're just looking for the wrong kind of love." Yeah. And um, you know, those are the kind of conversations that obedience opens up for you. And uh, you were able to be there and used uh, yesterday. It was just a, a really cool thing. You know what you said too, um, just as a a boost for people, and this is um, a word of encouragement, a pray for everybody, is to accept personal responsibility for any lukewarmness in your walk. Mm. And once you say, okay, Lord, I've been kind of standoffish, I've heard you say go. I've heard you say do. But because I'm wanting to be comfortable in my walk and um, maybe not um, what is to step out even farther, you know, on 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 that plank. You know, the closer you get to the end of that plank, it's like, well, maybe not Jesus. I'm comfortable on the plank. No That's retreat, scary. no yeah, retreat. That, I got to keep going forward. That's right. That's scary enough, just being out there on the plank. But then you feel that little sword on the back of your back that says, go ahead and jump off, trusting that he's going to catch you. That's scary. And so... Some of those accept personal responsibility for any lukewarmness because some people won't even step out onto the plank. Yeah. Um, and, and by definition, that's what lukewarmness is. If if you're looking to be comfortable in your walk, you're a lukewarm Christian. Yeah. And and we know what Jesus said about lukewarm Christians. He spits them out of his mouth. 
It doesn't mean you're not saved. It doesn't mean any of that. What it means is that you're missing out on being used by the hand of God. You're missing out on seeing his power mm-hmm. working through you and, and, and being a blessing and source of encouragement to others. Yes. And there are so many people who are hurting. I mean, if we stop and think, Paula, we, we've got men who think they're women and women who think they're men. And they know better. Yeah. They know better. Um, but something made them that way. There's something that happened to them or something that they're missing. Um, Christ was misrepresented. Uh, to them by the people in their lives and and they're confused and and we have the ability to talk to them and and yet so many christians oh no i, I don't want anything to do with those kind of people well that's not the heart of jesus at all and again by definition that's lukewarmness yeah. yeah well you know i was thinking about this people who aren't happy with who god made them to be have possibly been told who they are isn't good enough you know, like with your dad forever, he would say, Ronnie, you're da-da-da-da-da, but you're never good enough. Same with my family. Paula, you're, you're this and you're that, but, you know, you never measure up. But with Jesus, he fashioned and formed us to make us just the way he wants. So I always say, we don't, they don't understand their value to the Lord. Yeah. If they did, they'd be satisfied, content, and understand they are precious and valuable, made exactly the way they've been made. Oh, beautiful you God's are, my darling. Good There's no purpose. flaw in you. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I can't be you. You can't be me. That would be really kind of boring. He made you the way you are for his good purpose, and he made me the way I am for his good purpose. Let's take a phone call, Paula. we got Mike on line one from San Antonio. Mike, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Hey, Pastor Ron. Hey, a couple of questions, hey. and if I have time, I actually have a, have a third one. Okay. Uh, first Samuel, and I have some reference verses, and I know you're familiar with your scripture, sir, uh, that the Lord uh, presented the evil spirit to Samuel, uh, and he responded accordingly, but that's number one. The second one, it was also in First Samuel with David, the, the, flippant, the flippancy, or it seems to me the flippancy of having multiple wives, and I know through scripture it's not condoned, and uh, I don't know if you can elaborate on these two. And then the actual a third one, if you have time, is I know the relationship with, between Jonathan and David was heterosexual, but there is an interesting verse. And just to be able to answer someone that asked pointedly that the love that they had for each other was greater than the love that they had for a woman. I think that's an interesting verse. Mm-hmm. I agree. Thank you, Mike. I can, I can handle those. Um, let me deal with Jonathan and David first, because that's the easiest one uh, to, to deal with. Um, um, God did a work. I don't know, Mike, if you've ever had somebody, um, and this happens to me frequently, and it's hard to explain to people, but but there are times when I will meet someone for the very first time, and it's like at that very instant, God deposits them so deeply in my heart that I can't understand it. Uh, we've, we've got a young man here named A.J., and, and believe me, when A.J. first came here, he was a disaster. I mean, an absolute disaster. He's facing 20 years in prison and just a disaster. And before he got saved, he, he wanders in the church, and and um, um, there was just this instant thing that God put him in my heart. And um, uh, he got saved, and, and he's been sold out, I mean zealous for Jesus for, for now a little more than two years. And and just to watch him, it's like this sense of pride. Jonathan gave up everything for David. Jonathan gave up his right to be the king for David. Because Jonathan understood that David was God's choice. So he gave up everything uh, that that was his. The world would say, How you fool, why would you do that? His father thought that was foolish. And yet he did it because he knew it's what God wanted. So this was a supernatural blending of their hearts in the will of God. That's not a a blending of the heart in anything other than the will of God. And when you find somebody who's like-hearted and like-minded, and I've been blessed to have a lot of those people in my life, um, Paula and I are we're committed like that. We're we're, our hearts are are blended together like that. You and Pastor Ken, Pastor Ken and I, and and just so many others here. Uh, and um, uh, they would die for me, and I would I would die for them, and that's just 
uh, the kind of relationship that that uh, Jonathan and David had. So um, what he's trying to describe is that the husband and wife relationship is one flesh, and um, and and Jonathan and David were one heart. Mm. And I think that's the best way, Mike, to describe that. Mm. The evil spirit from the Lord that was given to Saul. Um, that's uh, the the witch of Endor in First Samuel chapter twenty eight. Um, and, and there are other references to this: an evil spirit tormented, an evil spirit from the from the Lord tormented Saul. Um, all that means, Mike, is that God permitted the evil spirits that are always there trying to do evil. Uh, he he no longer protected Saul from it. When Saul would give in to it, uh, God just allowed it to happen. And and it, it was done to test what was in Saul's heart, and what was in Saul's heart was murder. That's why the javelins would go flying across the, the, the room, and David had to eventually run away. Jonathan was his his uh, accessory uh, in in that in that escape. So uh, that's all that means. It doesn't mean that God, James says God doesn't tempt anyone with evil because God can't do that. So all that means is that God permitted the, the evil spirits that were always at work in, in Saul to destroy his kingship and his people Israel. Um, he, he allowed that, that evil spirit to torment Saul. The, the the situation with multiple wives is more difficult, and, and it's only more difficult because you're right, God never condones them. In fact, especially in the case of David, you mentioned him as an example. Uh, kings were forbidden to multiply horses and to multiply wives. And God said, don't multiply horses. That was a sign of military strength. God said, I'm your strength, so don't multiply horses. Don't multiply wives because the marriage is a covenant. It always was. Uh, and, of course, this was uh, a long time after the law was established. But mankind, because because of the hardness of our hearts, we do what we want to do, and then we face the consequences. And the one thing for sure, Mike, about every multiple marriage in the Bible is the, the, the terrible fruit that results from it is apparent. And God doesn't shield them from that. He doesn't shield them from the consequences. David's life was never the same after uh, his sin with Bathsheba. Um, the, the, the loss that David suffered was enormous. Um, and the same thing is true uh, with everyone who uh, had multiple wives. That's the way that it was done in the world, in the ancient world. Uh, one man would have many wives so he could produce many children. That was the way of the world. Uh, God says, not so with my people. And my people did just the opposite of what I told them to do. And then, of course, it culminated in, in Solomon, who had a thousand women in his life. The smartest man in the world had a thousand women in his life. And I think the way the Bible is constructed, Mike, we've got the Song of Solomon. Uh, we know Solomon wrote a thousand songs, but this was the one that God wrote through Solomon. And it was about the one woman who had his heart. And by definition, every moment he spent with one woman other than that one who had his heart was a moment wasted. And that's what he concludes finally as an old king in the book of Ecclesiastes after he's repented and come back to faith in God. And, and Solomon, of course, will be in heaven, unlike King Saul. Thank you for the question, uh, Mike. I appreciate it very, very much. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Paula, keep going. Okay. You know, I was gonna, I was talking about what I might be sharing um, sooner or later. But in Jude, um, talking from verse 20 through 23. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. And so just stopping there to build yourselves up in your most holy faith. You know, be in the word, uh, know the Lord, trust him, uh, walk by faith, and then pray. And that's why today I don't normally... On Thursday, we don't normally get up and, and do any kind of exercise or anything. But, you know, I've been walking and um, today, and it's been fruitful. And so I, I walked today while you were getting your shower. And so I walked and just asking the Lord, what do you have for me today? You know, just just being outside because the weather's decent. Um, to be able to pray, Lord, you know what this day holds for me. Um, I don't want to miss any opportunity. You know, whether it's little or big, um, 
medium, whatever. I just want to be prepared. I want to be the best wife that I can be for, you know, this gift that you gave me that you said, you know, this is the one for life. And so, you know, I need help, Lord, so come on, bring it. But then verse 21, keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. And so for that young man out there that we talked with, you know, if he could keep himself, because he's a Christian, keep himself in God's love, he'd be okay. If we just let the Lord remind us every single day, I love you so much, then we wouldn't be so busy looking for love and approval from other people. Um, So keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. And that means look for his love every day, all day, until the end of your days here on earth. But, and all of that is for verse 22 and 23. Be merciful to those who doubt. You know, you were saying yesterday that one of your um, uh, struggles as a Christian, especially when you were a new Christian, um, was doubt. You know, is God really going to do what he said yeah. he's going to do? How do I know it's true? How do I know it's me mm-hmm. or you I'm hearing and not me that mm-hmm. I'm hearing? You know, just the, the, the doubt is universal. The doubt is real. And so real Christians have real doubts. And that's another reason why we shouldn't forsake the assembling together of the saints um, is because other people have had doubts and yet they can help you to overcome those doubts. And so this is what, be merciful to those who have doubt, because you can help them um, to be an overcomer as we have become overcomers in maybe that area of doubt that they're struggling with. Snatch others from the fire and save them. You see, even at church, um, people who are saved, but they're not quite living like they should, and, and we're able to say, no, baby, that's not how you're supposed to live. I don't care what they said at your other church, like you had the caller yesterday talking about he's an addict now saved, but once an addict, always an addict at his church. And we can say, no, 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 let me snatch you out of that atmosphere and tell you what's really true, who's really the powerful one, and it's not you and it's not those meetings. It's Jesus Christ who has now taken that and you have the power that raised Christ from the dead living in you and so you can put all that other stuff down because you've been raised to life and then to show others mercy you know there's just some people that they need mercy they they just keep putting their foot in <laughs> they, their mouth they need, they need to find it from somebody else because I'm not giving any more mercy the mercy shop is closed yeah you know and I, I, I'm, I'm, I can be a little bit better at giving mercy because I, you know, I don't talk very much at home, but I, sometimes I talk too much and then you end up saying something <laughs> you wish you wouldn't have said, you know, you had your foot in your mouth. I can relate to those kind of people and I can show mercy when, when they say something like, why do you wear your hair like that? And I say, well, it's just, yeah, that's the only way I know how to comment, you know, that kind of thing. And some people have said some things and then like today I got a letter in the mail, in fact, about somebody who said something and asked me to make sure I wasn't offended. I wasn't, but mercy. You just give mercy. So, um, and then you're showing that mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh, because that was the other thing you mentioned that you have a struggle with, not just when when we first become Christians. We struggle till we're with Jesus face to face. That means we're dead here to this, life and alive with him that flesh struggle is forever and so hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh you know i hate when i oh when my flesh takes over i hate it to misrepresent jesus is so painful yeah it's just so painful and and too often we don't even think about it Mm -hmm. it's just well i was mad or or it's just the way i am kind of thing Mm -hmm. and we gotta we gotta get we got to get beyond that. We got to get past that. Yeah. We got to get past that. Yeah. And so, you know, to walk in the Spirit, um, it just means knowing how the Spirit walks and, and, and how He thinks and His ways. And, and we know the difference of walking in the flesh and walking in the Spirit. And so if we choose, what's this, what the Scripture says, if, if you'll walk in the Spirit, you'll not gratify, gratify the, desire the desires of your 
sinful nature or your flesh. And so it's not, I'm not going to be angry. It's not, I'm not going to say anything wrong. No, it's walk in the spirit. And then you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Well, Paula, we're now about a minute and a half out. And you've been saying all day for reasons you haven't just explained to me. But what would you do if you only had 24 hours to live and you knew it? Yeah, that's that was that question that the Lord's kind of been asking me. And right now I'm out on the plank, but I haven't jumped off yet. So I don't know other than I, I don't want to miss anything every day. And so I, I don't I don't know exactly what I would do um, other than, Ron, look at me in the eyes. I love you. <laughs> I love the life that we have together because if I go out there in the car, you know, and just I want to, you – you know I love you. I love the calling on our life. Thank you for the kids you gave me, and you know all that stuff. My, so my first, I don't know my first thought when you asked me that this morning is, well, it was day day. I'd have my day day. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because if that's Lord, what Jesus said to do. Yeah, Lord willing. And then uh, you're gonna take me someday soon and get me some sea bass. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question other than just living every day what in about the presence me? What of about Jesus. Today? That's right. So I don't know. But I've been asking that question for two days at least, huh? Yep. Well, thanks for being here as always. I appreciate it. Good to have you back. Thank you. In the program and life now back to normal a little bit. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you've been listening to the Word to Stand Up for Life. We're so grateful that you take the time to tune in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at four o'clock on AM six thirty the Word. We'll see you then. Bye bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.